Behind this door is another dimension. Welcome to Enter the Flow Zone podcast. This is the only podcast that teaches people the secrets of peak performance, positive psychology, and mindset mastery to help unlock your flow state. Here's your host, certified flow coach and international happiness consultant, Sumed Chatterjee. Welcome back to another episode of Enter the Flow Zone. I am your host, Sumed Chatterjee. And I'm a flow state practitioner, a flow coach, and I'm here to help you to tap into the state of peak performance called flow. And you have to say it like that every time that you say it, by the way, flow, not necessarily, but you know what I'm saying. When you're in the flow, things just happen for you. They happen through you and they happen by you. And once you can truly tap into this potential, things start to feel like the movie Limitless. If you ever watched that movie with Bradley Cooper, you know what I'm talking about. That's like the flow state starter kit. You'll feel like you're on NZT48, whatever that pill was in that movie. You'll feel like that because you'll feel all your senses enhanced, but at the same time, you'll be selfless. So you'll lose your sense of identity, but you'll be so present to the moment that things will just start to glow brighter for you. And we have a very special guest about to join us for this episode. However, I want to talk for a bit about the idea of equilibrium. To set some things in order, it is a shorter episode. And so I want to give you guys as much value as possible today. All right, so we will get into the guest expert interview. However, right now I just want to speak. I want to speak on the topic of equilibrium. So last time, I'm sure if you guys heard last episode, we were talking about eustress and de-stress. There's, there's two different types of stress, right? And, you know, stress hormones such as cortisol – really, really affect the body. And if you want to do some physical exercise, that will help to release endorphins. And those are chemicals that improve your mood and they act as natural painkillers. Okay, so if you're looking for a natural painkiller, you want to tap into your body's endorphins. Okay, so sleep quality can also be negatively affected by stress, anxiety, all sorts of things. And if you can tap into this power of getting quality sleep through being able to put your mind into a relaxed state when you find it possible to do so. When you move around frequently, you feel more competent and you feel more confident in your body which in turn helps you to promote your well-being. So there's lots of different types of supplements that promote stress and anxiety reduction. Okay, I'm going to list a few of these for you. Okay. The first is lemon balm. Now, lemon balm is a, a member of the mint family. Okay. And if you can find some lemon balm, this will really, really help you with your anxiety. And there's also omega-3 
fatty acids. I'm sure you've heard of these. If you're not eating enough fish, get these supplements, please. Because they have shown to reduce anxiety up to 20%. Then we have the Ayurvedic medicine. Shout out to the homeland. Ashwagandha, okay. Several studies suggest that it's pretty effective against stress anxiety. also gives you a lot of vitality and energy. Then we have green tea. Green tea contains many polyphenol antioxidants. Actually, going back to the ashwagandha thing, so I take ashwagandha and I've noticed that it makes me very calm. And so I would actually have it like a little bit in the evening time, like where you have a relaxed wakefulness in you naturally, where you won't feel too tired or you don't want to take ashwagandha like right before you're about to do something. It should be like when you're in a relaxed space. Well, that's how I found it to be the most effective. So anyway, moving on to green tea, it increases serotonin levels and gives you many healthy antioxidants and great benefits. Then we have valerian root, which is a very tranquilizing type of acid. It, it's basically uh, alters GABA receptors to lower your anxiety. And so then we have this thing called kava kava, which is a psychoactive member of the pepper family. And it's long been used as a set sedative in the South Pacific. And yeah, there are many ways in which you can really tap into this, this power. And, and hydration is also important. Like if you're getting enough water, your brain is working faster with a lot more clarity. You're able to get things done. So keeping a glass of water by you, or sometimes I don't really like to buy packaged water, but if you have to, and you buy like a, a bulk pack, just keep it around your room, right? Different areas, hide them like Easter eggs around your place. And then you'll find them as you're going about your day and you'll just start drinking because you'll see it in your vicinity, in your visual field. All right. So that's one helpful tip. The other thing is lighting candles and incense and essential oils can really help in terms of some calming scents. You have lavender, you know, bergamot, uh, frankincense, sandalwood, lang, lang lang oil, and you have like orange or citrus blossom. Sometimes you have a, a geranium. All sorts of scents can treat your mood. And this is a called um, aromatherapy for a reason, all right? Aromatherapy, okay? So aromatherapy is incredible in terms of getting you to relax and removing that, that anxiety and that stress and that tension that we feel throughout the day, okay? Then we also have reducing your ability to take high-stimulant foods like caffeine, tea, chocolate, energy drinks, sugar, making you jittery, making you anxious. Consider just cutting back. It can be healthy in moderation, and I love coffee, man. I love coffee. I'm not saying that I'm, I'm perfect at this. I have coffee every day. But generally, I drink it black, okay? And it's considered um, something that can really increase your anxiety. So, and honestly, people's sensitivity to it can vary greatly. I feel not that sensitive to it. So, I want it very strong and very... Um, 
just like thick, like just looks like toxic tar, right? That's the way I want it to look. I don't want it to be that distilled like coffee that's like, you know, looks like uh, like it's been, you know, I don't want it to look like diluted like chocolate milk or something like that, right? I want it to look like, you know, some like a black tar, right? That's just like really smooth. Anyway, besides, I'm starting to talk about coffee like it's a drug. Well, well it is technically, but you know what I mean? It's like, the, the, that's how you know I'm a coffee addict because the way I'm breaking it down is just like <laughs> getting you really, really, well, okay, so there, here's the thing. I know there's a lot of biohackers out there listening to this. And of course, if you are into biohacking, you would have heard of Dave Asprey. If you haven't heard of Dave Asprey, you know, crawl out of your tent and please research this guy, okay? Bulletproof radio, bulletproof uh, coffee is what he introduced. And this idea and concept is that if you mix a little bit of butter in, or a little bit of uh, healthy fat into your coffee, it helps to a protective layer over the stomach, but also it helps you to suppress that hunger, which we feel. And allowing you to just essentially help you with your fasting. So, I mean, besides that point, I mean, what I want you guys to walk away with from this is to really do what you intuitively feel, right? In terms of your diet or your nutrition, you want to intuitively lean into the types of foods that you feel like will be good for you. You know your body better than any nutritionist out there, right? So, Get the advice, listen to the podcasts and things like you're listening now, but honestly, it's up to you. It is up to you, okay? So you make the final decision here. And so do all the research you need, but it's going to be the action that you take that is going to get you the greatest outcomes, right? So gratitude may actually help you change your thoughts, essentially. Change your thoughts on what's positive in your life because once you're appreciating what you have, you don't focus on the lack or what you don't have. So chewing gum is the next one. And chewing gum can really, really lower stress. There, there have been studies that have shown it promotes like blood flow to your brain. So chewing gum makes you smarter. Believe it or not, chewing gum makes you smarter. Because the, when I think of chewing gum, I think of like annoying like kids from like Beverly Hills, right? You know what I mean? Like you, you just think of chewing gum, you think like, like that one person who's just like really annoying, but it's not a bad thing, right? It's that it causes brain waves similar to relaxed people. And so when you're chewing, you're doing a non-task taxing repetitive activity, which is similar to the MacGyver method, if you ever heard of that. So essentially what that does is it promotes that blood flow to the brain and as I mentioned earlier, but it also is that people who chewed more strongly found the greatest amount of stress relief. And, you know, maybe it's something to do with the mastication or the muscles in your jaw, but I honestly think that it has such a health benefit. Spending time with loved ones, right? The tend and befriend effect the opposite of the fight or flight response, right? So um, tend and befriend. Uh, essentially, it's oxytocin, right? The love and the trust hormone. 
men and women both benefit from friendship. So if you're walking around like, I'm an independent man or I'm an independent woman, quit lying to yourself. Okay, you're a social being. And, you know, studies found that men and women with fewer social connections were more likely to suffer from anxiety and depression. And I can tell why. Because having strong social ties help you get through stressful times. It has a support system, lowers your risk of that, right? Because you're around other people's energies. So think about that. Like if you are actually depressed, if you start to push yourself to go out and socialize more, it'll actually cure your depression and anxiety because you'll be able to tap into other people's energy levels. And it might be annoying at first, and you might be feeling like you're in a bubble, but eventually they're going to rub off on you and it's going to relieve your stress response and your tension by relaxing your muscles and laughter in a group or just by yourself. I like laughing by myself as well. I like being by myself as well. I mean, a lot of people, they can't do that, but I think it's important to isolate yourself, to breed artistry, to make you more used to just being with the best person ever was you, obviously, who's better than you, than at being you, than you? Who's better at being you than you? Nobody, okay? So enjoy it while it lasts, my friends. Learn, learn to say no, learn to say no to things so you can say yes to things you truly want, okay? And, you know, juggle the least, you know, Juggling all sorts of responsibilities can make you feel very overwhelmed. So try and not give yourself more than you can handle. Like really don't. Like say no to things unnecessarily will add to your load. Right? Be selective about what you can take on. Okay, saying no to things is one way to control your stressors. Learn to give yourself realistic deadlines. And I don't say deadlines, I say due dates because it has the word dead in it, right? It just unconsciously gets you to be scared of that thing. But guess what? Working on things that need to get done today and giving yourself chunks of uninterrupted time between switching tasks or multitasking can be stressful itself, right? So prioritize what needs to get done, which is urgent and important. And just be able to increase your body and breath awareness. Take some yoga, practice some mindfulness, cuddle with some uh, animals, listen to some soothing music. You've heard all of this before, right? Spend time with a pet. But all in all, all of these things, right? Mindfulness, music, uh, having sex, all sorts of things can help you to remove and relieve your stress and your anxiety and reduce the pressure that you feel. So if you want to improve the equilibrium that you are in, you want to maintain this play, this, this dance, this, this very, very spiritually gangster concept of equilibrium. So you don't want to be too serious. You don't want to be too playful. You don't want to be too mean. You don't want to be too nice. You don't want to be too much of anything. This is about moderation. This is about playing in the harmony. This is about that balance, not about compromise, but it's really about fine tuning the elements. 
fine tuning and rewiring the elements that are working for you and not against you. You really want to play to your strengths here and really, really be able to get that detox from your mind, from your body, rejuvenate your body, do what intuitively feels good. And I think there we have it, folks. I want to welcome on today's guest, who's going to tell you a lot of interesting things. He's a, he's a Qigong practitioner. He teaches people to get into the flow state. Our guest expert, Zulu Flow Zion. It's amazing to have you on, brother. Let's kick it off. And I'm cutting to the interview. So it's amazing to have you here, part of this show. And so tell us a little bit about how you got into this whole idea of flow. We're all very interested to know. How I got into flow, um, I got into flow originally from, uh, I think I watched the video, actually it would have been growing up actually. Um, and it's probably not what you expect, but um, have you ever heard of a band called um, Arrested Development? No, I've not. I've heard of the show. How, 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 old, how old are you? I'm 25. Okay, cool. I'm a little bit older, so I might be a little bit before your time. But um, yeah, there's essentially a band. I grew up on like a little bit um, soul music, a little bit uh, hip hop, a little bit reggae, that kind of stuff. So cool. from a very young age, <clears throat> um, I, I wanted to... Yeah, I saw these people on TV and in the, you know, on the CDs and whatnot, um, doing their rapping, and I was like, "Oh, that's cool! I think I could do that." And eventually, I got into into rapping, and that's where the flow came from. Where initially, it was all like about rapping. I, I got really nerdy about it. I got real stupid nerd. Hey, D Low Pairs, what's happening? Hey, Amy. Um, yeah, so I got into to rapping, and that's where the flow began for me. It was just all about, uh, you know, the, the best and dopest rappers always had the good flow. You know, it doesn't like the words could be cool, and you could have all the, you know, the the style, the, the content, the story, the voice, or whatever. But if you didn't have flow, then exactly everyday people, D-Lo knows what's up, the rest of development, Mr. Wendell, um, all of that good stuff, and. Um, so that's where initially the flow came about for me. It wasn't until it wasn't until recently, like the last maybe four years or so, that uh, and I'm talking. This was 20 years ago. I'm talking about <laughs> when I started rapping. That's awesome. Um, so it was only about four years ago that I heard a, I heard about a guy named uh, Mihai uh, Chiksam Mihai, and um, and all the stuff that he does, all the, the work that he was doing. Um, and years before that, I'd heard about um, Maslow, you know, Abraham Maslow, and the, uh, the hierarchy of, um, is, it, is it human needs, is it? The hierarchy of needs. It's, yeah, yeah. Um, and so oh, I, in terms of flow, that's where it came from rap. But then in terms of like finding out about peak performance and flow and that, uh, it, was, it was only recently. However, it was around... <laughs> I'm like 
when I'm thinking back, I'm like, wow, it was so long ago. It was about 20 years ago, year 2000, I think it was, that I, I got given a book called um, Unlimited Power by Anthony Robbins. Um, and that was, yeah, and that's around the same time. Actually, this exact same year, year 2000, was the year that I got into um, Qigong, the year that I found out about Qigong as well. And that came about because I was watching a show called Dragon Ball Z. Is that, is that more your area? You know about Dragon Ball Z? <laughs> You probably know about Dragon Ball um, BBS, Dragon Ball Super. That's, that's more, that's more new age. But um, and I, and I, I'm just a curious kind of person, and I I wanted to find out how to make an energy ball. I was like, how do I make? It? I'm like, if someone can draw that, obviously the idea came from somewhere, right? Um, yeah. So I was like, I was on Netscape looking up that. Um, you know, I think we were on Yahoo or Excite Search or one of those. You know, the kind of days where you could type a search. Um, a search term in and find like a hundred, hundred, <laughs> not 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 millions of of uh, results, you know. So, and then I, I found a local teacher up, but this was in uh, Byron Bay, <clears throat> which is the east coast of Australia. Have you ever been to Australia? No, I have not, but it is on my go-to list. <laughs> so yeah. yeah. But yeah, that's all that. But. Just to rewind a bit, I just wanted to say thanks for having me. <laughs> thanks for reaching out, and I uh, really appreciate the opportunity. I'm Absolutely. glad we could get the, the technical uh, glitches. Actually, uh, I got reminded of you from our first guest we have had on, uh, Kevin Oros. So, yeah. Uh, okay. yeah shout out to Kev. Yeah, shout out to Kevin. So, yeah, great for us to connect like this. So, yeah, let, let's get right into the podcast. So, the the main thing that I ask people are, are a bunch of questions, but you know we we take it as we go. You know we go with the flow on this show. So whatever comes up, whatever pops up, feel free to discuss it. And so mainly, I, I like to ask the question of what is something unusual or maybe something absurd that you do that maybe is not the most common way to get into flow that you love. <laughs> Something absurd and unusual, but I like, well, I don't know if it's absurd or unusual, but I love to uh, work with um, sexual energy. So I love to, whether it's, whether it's self-pleasure or with a partner and play and, and utilize that sex, sexual energy to, you know, and especially with like, um, like ejaculation retention. So to not spill yeah. my seed and, and not ejaculate, I love to, to use that as a, as an energizer and to, to drop into flow. So if I'm, if I'm going to be doing a, uh, a show or I'm going to be doing a, a performance or a workshop or, you know, just if I'm, we've got a busy day even, you know, I might use the self-pleasure or if I have a partner, we'll, we'll have some, um, you know, sexual play and sensual play, but, but really heighten the, uh, the arousal to a level where it's really high, whether it's a seven, eight, nine, and then like bring it down and keep building it up. So I don't know if that's absurd or unusual, but it's definitely, it's probably not your run of the mill, you know? Right. That's great. Uh, that's kind of like, it's almost that sense of transmutation. And it's that delayed gratification almost, right? You're, you're like almost keeping the, the energy going. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's just, it's and, one of the powerful yeah. energies, you know, and um, I don't know if anyone has ever had like a headache or just felt a little bit off. And then all of a sudden, it, whether you you know if you have an orgasm or if you have sex and then all of a sudden it's gone it's like one of the best remedies you know yeah. and it is it is producing a lot of the the flow state 
chemicals in the brain, you know, but we're releasing a lot of the oxytocin with yeah. the human touch, we're releasing a lot of the endorphins, we're releasing a lot of the serotonin, all of the, all of the feel-good uh, compounds that, that naturally exist within our brains, you know? That's awesome. That's a great, great, amazing perspective. I don't think I've ever had that answer. So yeah, that definitely fits the bill. Awesome, man. So in the last five years, what kind of new belief, behavior, or habit has most improved your life? Excuse me one second. I'm just going to turn that off so they can keep making noises at me. Um, so what, what was the one, did you say, single most? Yeah. What was the single, uh, in the last five years, what, it, what new belief, behavior, or habit has most improved your life? Probably this idea of, well, it's almost exactly five years to, to this day um, right. that my brother, uh, my brother committed suicide on the 12th of January, 2014, my baby brother. Um, and before that, uh, ten, uh, four years before that, uh, my best friend did the same thing. They, they threw themselves under a, uh, in front of a speeding train. Like both of them didn't even really know each other, but that's how they decided to end their life. And um the the way that I responded with my my first my my best friend who did it in 2010 um, was like I just went downhill. I was, was like I was so heartbroken. It was my best friend, the real brothers, with he's yeah. the guy who I started doing tea on with in you know two, year 2000. And that's devastating, yeah. It, yeah, it was, and and I was devastated. I was, and I just went down in like a downward spiral. Yeah, and it's like checked out from the world for, for years after that, really. And um, then, and I knew, because the whole time along my, you know, along the path since, what it was it, 20 years ago, I'd been learning all of the, uh, you know, all the personal development, doing a bunch of inner work, meditation, all this kind of stuff, reading lots of books. And I knew the concept, like, especially, because in, in Vipassana meditation, which is one of the, styles of meditation i've been practicing for years now um we talk about uh, equanimity and this is mindfulness is like one of the core components of of mindfulness is equanimity the, the ability to remain unattached to the pleasurable stuff and and unattached to the the non, not so ple pleasurable or painful stuff right. and just to observe it and be okay like okay cool this it feels good but i'm not going to have that clinging to it i'm not gonna like oh i need more of that i want that you say yeah it's pleasurable enjoy it but that's cool whether it comes whether it goes doesn't matter oh this is really painful this is uncomfortable i'm in discomfort yeah i don't want i want to get away from that just realizing that yeah that is what it is and there's no attachment to it and not, i don't need to run away from it i can just be with it and observe it with with whether it's good whether it's bad whether it feels good or whether it's beneficial or detrimental <clears throat> so i knew the concepts of of this equanimity and this equilibrium but when my when my brother died really was that was the the key learning for me was that there's no such thing as uh, a one-sided anything so this idea of that the whole of the universe is perfectly balanced and in equilibrium and any time that we're feeling anything other than uh, okay or love or just you know, equanimity really um, is a sign that we're out of equilibrium. So that that's this was the key learning that really I think you went uh, live maybe yesterday talking about integration. 
yeah. talking about you know we, we can learn stuff but then are we integrating it do we have it embodied are we actually applying it is it actually real to us on a on a you know embodied sense and that's the big learning for for me in the past five years was the the embodied integration of that concept of right. the the universe being equilibrious that's fascinating man so during this time it really kicked your mindfulness into gear and what what really so that equanimity has that sort of shaped you in terms of <clears throat> your ability to get weave in and out of flow as well uh, <clears throat> yeah it's it's like a definitely an indicator and it's also a yeah it's almost like a drop-in point as well because <clears throat> if you're out of equilibrium then it's going to be very difficult to get into flow <laughs> yeah right right if you're not um, at, from the neutrals perspective right yeah I told yeah you. if you're too caught up on it things have to be this way or i'm not okay with how things are like you know i want things to be another way <clears throat> then you're not you're not going to be present you're not going to be you know and as you know presence being one of the core components of flow you know yeah absolutely so if you would have to give advice to someone who's just studying this or just going into the real world what advice should they take and what advice should they ignore well it's you can't really answer that question because everyone's <laughs> you know to, yeah. what, what are they experiencing you know so what, yeah. what if you're giving a specific person with a specific problem then i can probably answer that question okay so someone is a very smart driven college student about to enter the so-called real world again i it's it's hard for me to answer that because i've never been a real smart college student <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know like because i would probably in that case i would find somebody who has been that before and who's walked that path and so find somebody who has <clears throat> walked the path that they want to walk or that they they might not even know where they want to go or like so yeah find, find an example because i don't believe anything that has been done before cannot be replicated mm. you know so yeah. it's like <clears throat> success leaves clues and so doesn't matter where you are if you're the college student if you're the the whatever high school student if you're the executive who's been working for 20 years if you're the creative whatever it is whatever situation to find yeah. somebody who has the path where you want to be or even if you don't know exactly has you know seek people out who have walked the path before you uh find mentors and ask them shitload of questions and shut up and listen and apply what they tell you that's awesome i love that <laughs> success leaves clues i actually learned that from there was a guest speaker from uh this course that i did called king and you've heard of preston smiles right yeah shout out to preston shout out to preston and and so yeah he definitely was preaching the idea of success leaves clues and the iron sharpens iron and yeah that's something that i really value today so oh got disconnected there brother let me invite you back on <laughs> this happens 
more than you'd expect, actually. <laughs> Happens quite a bit. Hey there, Sorry. man. <laughs> I don't know what happened. Yeah. <laughs> no worries. Uh, Nina says, yep, sometimes it's an illusion, maybe, that the thing you're manifesting is actually doing what it should be doing if it doesn't look or seem like the expectation of what equilibrium should look like the path you want. What was the comment? So, yeah, it's facts. So if it doesn't look or seem like the expectation of what equilibrium should look like, I don't understand the end of the, what she just said, but um, I agree that uh, if it was saying manifesting is actually doing what it should be doing if it doesn't look or seem yeah well that's the thing like that's the thing what i was talking about with expectation it's like well just being okay with equanimity is not having an expectation it's just being okay and observant of what is you know that's the that's the core if you're not if you're not accepting whatever is as it is then that is that's not mindfulness essentially mm. Awesome. So what would you say would be some quick flow triggers and some of the things that you do with maybe your clients that help them really tap into this, this magical state of flow? A uh, big one for me always, you know, being a Qigong guy um, is breath. You know, even this morning I wake up um, in the morning and <clears throat> breathe instantly instantly breathe you know it's like it's like empty the lungs realize you can just empty the lungs you have control like if you can empty the lungs because breathing's an automatic function right yeah and then when you take control of the breath it's like all right cool i'm going to empty the lungs and then you're breathing into the belly filling yourself up and when you're filling yourself up with the breath, breath is life, right? Without breath, when there's no longer breath, we have no life left. So we're literally filling ourselves up with life force and oxygen and energy. And that's the first, the first thing. Take some deep breaths, um, different kind of breathing, kind of, uh, I guess, techniques, if you will. But the idea is just to become aware of the breath and, and fill the body up. So the breath is number one. Yeah. Conscious. I, I would suggest uh, a book called Breathe by Dan, by, uh, Dan Brule. Um, if you want to get you know, into the breath and just get nerd out on the breath, pranayama, do some qigong breathing, do some all sorts of different breath work. There's all sorts of cool stuff you can play with. So utilize and, ha and harness the power of the breath. Um, Brandy says the sound. Yeah, sound and vibration um, is a good one. <clears throat> any anything that brings you into presence you know that is like anything that is bringing you into the presence so that anything that does it for, for me it's like like i said um as earlier you know playing with sexual energy that's one that i love um qigong is one <clears throat> one that i love <clears throat> um also, the, one of the most simple ones, which I really love, is uh, this idea that uh, when you change your shape, you change your state. So it's like literally 
Um, one of the most easiest, what's one of the most easiest ways that you can change your shape? Well, with, with our bodies, with our posture, right? You can change our shape. That way. Well, well, even, easy, even easier than that is to smile. <laughs> Don't have to do nothing. You can just you know, put on the corner of the lips, yes. corner of the eyes, allow them to curl upwards. It's like one of the most powerful things is actually become aware that you're smiling. Um, and yeah, super powerful, especially combined with the breath when you're breathing in, actually enjoy and really enjoy and smile into the breath. You know? yeah. When you, yeah, when you exhale, just breathing out joy or breathing out whatever intention you want to bring to the world. So the, the big ones for me are breath and, and uh, physiology, changing the physiology. You know, and like you did mention, then, then you can move into the posture, lengthen the spine, upright, up, you know, bring the chest up, make sure you're actually sitting when you're sitting. You're not like, you know, you're sitting on the sit bone, standing when you're standing, becoming aware of your feet on the earth, really bringing your presence into the world. You know, so just a small, I think as Tony Robbins was saying, you know, that 1% or 1 millimeter is the difference between, you know, beautiful and, and ugly or one, one millimeter is a difference, you know, from a, a, go, a golf ball hitting in the water and hitting on the green, you know, just one little shift. So it's like that one little millimeter in your smile or face can ha have the biggest difference in your life. And even just that one, one millimeter of, uh, you know, 1% of action, a little bit, just do a little bit of work today. If you do, it's better to do one minute meditation every single day of the year than at the end do two hours of meditation once a week, you know? better to have that consistency and uh yeah right. commit to something no, that is going to benefit you go ahead that's that's great thank you for sharing that would you drink water to have <laughs> drink water one <laughs> one. since we are talking about flow for real though your cup <laughs> We're ninety percent liquid, like a human. So water is a magical thing. Yes, indeed. Do you, Do you mind showing us maybe one or two quick qigong exercises that we can do to really get us that energy and that flow for the day? Um, I'll have to, I'll probably send you a link probably cause I just haven't got the space to do it here. I'm going to mess shit up. But I'm, I'm, I've got this precarious setup. In my <laughs> if I start pulling it out, things are going to start pouring over. Right. Okay. Like my cable that's in right now. Yeah. So I'm, I'm on a tripod and yeah, yeah. All sorts of stuff going on. If I try to move shit, so I can see stuff pouring <laughs> up, but I can, I can. Yeah. We, we don't want to mess up the whole balance. Sure. Sure. Don't worry. <laughs> this is liquid magic <laughs> water yeah water they say that there's a uh there's a magical elixir that if you um cover your body within it with it every day uh that it is like the secret to youthfulness and vibrancy vibrancy is that a word vibrance and um and that is sweat you know so if you if you have a vigorous exercise every day um water is going to to replenish that seriously it keeps you young keeps you vibrant keeps you uh 
it's full of full of life you know similar to breath i say breath and water are some of the two main uh, core components of general health you know, and well-being that's awesome when you're feeling a little bit like overwhelmed or unfocused or you've lost your focus temporarily what what is something that you do besides breath that you can really get back into that presence um if i'm feeling unfocused i love tapping so tapping the body literally tapping the body waking it up feeling aliveness i love that you know, it's moving, it's shaking as well. So wiggling, shaking. It's like literally getting really loose and shaking. Yeah, that, that's really good energizing. Brushing as well, brushing the chi, brushing the energy down. This will energize your body. You know, just and also if I'm feeling like overwhelmed, whatever, it's just being grateful. I feel that any kind of emotion, any kind of emotion that we're feeling that is kind of heavy or kind of you know, like you said, overwhelm, it can be a lot. I don't know how to describe it, but it can be just a lot, you know, when we're overwhelmed. Um, if we're feeling like yeah. depressed, then we're feeling kind of dead. It's got this heavy kind of feeling to it. Um, you're frozen a little bit. Can you still hear me and see me? Yeah, yes, I can. Yeah, it's kind of a little bit choppy, but it's okay. I can hear you clearly. Oh man, maybe not because you just left. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna try inviting you back. <laughs> it's like and we're back. Zulu. It's like you intuitively knew that this that it was gonna like cut off right then. You knew. <laughs> that was funny. We're we are back and um but yeah so i was, I, I was where was i i was saying yeah the, the heavy energy um, i was saying any kind of emotion that we're feeling um that is kind of doesn't feel good uh you know because I, I feel that the same is like joy bliss peace serenity all of these kind of emotions are, are signs that you are in flow or are in presence or are in balance or equilibrium and uh, yeah overwhelmed with love you know there can be an overwhelm with the tears are coming out because we're so feeling so grateful you know that feelings like gratitude enthusiasm these are yeah. good signs that we are in presence and that we are not out of balance but the the heavy emotions or the i guess so-called negative emotions I, I don't call them negative emotions just because they're they're a how what they are it is what it is it's not nothing is good or bad so when we're feeling that depression or anxiety pressure or stress or you know, like you can't remember the word you just mentioned earlier the um was it overwhelm or can't remember but um those emotions are signed yeah Th those types of emotions are, are signposts that we are out of equilibrium and that we're making ourselves wrong or that we're not in our hearts and we're not centered. Uh, we're out essentially. So taking, 
Oh man. <laughs> Be patient with us. Sorry about this, guys. Why does he kick me out for? <laughs> <laughs> Told you, much. Uh, Facebook. Yeah, I don't know what keeps happening. <laughs> it's a glitchy day. Essentially, my point being that take the emotions those heavy emotions as as a sign as a like find the message of what or where am i out of balance or where am i looking at things one because that's yeah. essentially what they are they, it's a message to say hey you're either living in a fantasy of you know or a delusion that things should should be any other way than as they are you know so that's that's when we get the universe gives us anxiety gives us depression gives us stress gives us overwhelm to let us know that we're out of balance and we're, we're either we're either we're wanting things to be too much a certain way we're wanting when wanting things to be all good or all you know, like all one-sided, or we're saying that actually life is all shit or all terrible, and that's not true. So life goes, hey, you're going to feel these emotions just to bring you back into balance to go, hey, where is life also the opposite of what you want it to be or what you're delusionally or fantastically uh, wanting it to be? Or, you know, I don't know if I'm making any sense, but <laughs> it's essentially oh, that's... Uh, yeah. This is really useful advice. Yeah, I mean, this is super key in terms of just figuring out like what is not aligning, like what is not in tune, and figuring out a way to actually raise your frequency to that to that perfect equilibrium again. It is it is actually and, and one a lot of it is a challenge, but it can be also fun, like you know, getting that back yeah, yeah. up. It's one of the key. Yeah. For sure, it's one of the keys. Is and um, is like if we're talking practicalities, um, you know, positive thinking. We, we think about positive thinking, right? It's um, that can lead to depression and can lead to um, anxiety, and we only want things to be this one way. Or when, when we say, when we judge someone, oh, that person's um, rude. Or even when we say to ourselves, I'm, I'm such a X, Y, Z, I'm such a coward, I'm so terrible, I'm so, um, so depressed, whatever, the, whatever it is, we, we label ourselves as that. And, and that's like, we're putting ourselves in a box, but one of the most powerful and beneficial practices and habits that we can get into is to as soon as we catch ourselves labeling someone or something or ourselves a particular way balance that out with yeah but where are you the other but where, where am i exactly the opposite of that and, and claiming and learning that as well because right. we are all of that nobody nobody is ever just rude. nobody is ever just so um so compassionate and and you know, like everyone has both yeah. sides of it. If you're not claiming both sides of it, then 
Lance is going to quickly give you the, the exact experience to let you know that both exist within you and in others as well and in the world. And that's what it's constantly going to do is like bring us back into that balance. So you can help yourself by just remembering that nothing is one-sided, you know, and that again, coming when what you asked me before, yeah. my biggest learning in the, in the past few years and that nothing, nothing. And, and this could just be my theory. This could just be my experience, my reality, but from what I've, what I've understood and my experience is that there's no such thing as a one-sided anything. Benny to the B change. Tell tell us tell us what you think about um about equilibrium and balance, Benny B change. About uh, all the listeners, whoever else is listening in there, tell us what your because I'm curious because this is my experience of of life being. You know, there's no. I was just saying, Benny, that there's no such thing as a one-sided anything. That every thing that we experience has both poles uh, included in it. There's no, you know, there's no no such thing as a one-sided anything. And and that that for me has has helped immensely. So what you, you believe that it is a constant practice? What the understanding of that or the knowing of that or because I'm a big believer that if if things weren't in perfect balance, the universe would totally just obliterate. Like it wouldn't exist the way, like it just wouldn't exist because everything would has to be harmonious for it to for it to actually stay in in you know uh, in a full functioning kind of universe. By definition, balance requires counterbalance. Well, there we have it, folks. I hope that you enjoyed today's video. If you would like to get in contact with Zulu Flow Zion, connect with him through Instagram or find him on Facebook, Zulu, Z-U-L-U, Flow, F-L-O-W, Zion, Z or Z-I-O-N. And he also has something that he calls the flow zone. So if you are interested in working with him, learning some Qigong tools, being able to connect the mind, body, and spirit, this is your go-to guy. And as we heard from him, he's had a very long journey and an incredible one. So if you want to learn more about the power of tapping and the different things that you learned in this episode, do reach out to him. And if you'd like to get in touch with me, reach out to me at Flowzone Academy. That's F-L-O-Z or Z-O-N-E Academy on Instagram. And just shoot me a DM. I answer all my DMs and we can definitely find a time and see if we, you know, vibe in this same kind of frequency and, and we resonate with each other. If whether or not you choose to work with me as a coaching relationship, you'll be walking out of our flow awakening fundamental session, our activation flow call with a lot of value. So do reach out to me. Have an incredible day and may the flow 